Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning, New Vision. Hold on, this is the crew that already had breakfast and all that. I said good morning. Let's give a round of applause to our awesome, awesome worship team. And also, let's give a round of applause to Denise that makes it all happen here at New Vision behind the scene. The only person that can actually talk over her own voice. Because she's on the VO, she's here, she's there, she's everywhere. We are blessed to have her. You guys may be seated. How are we doing this morning? All right, all right. Um, let's keep our pastoral family in prayer as they are traveling right now. Uh, definitely keep them in your thoughts and your prayers whenever you guys get a minute. Um, as for those that have been with us over the last couple weeks, uh, you guys know we are ending or wrapping up our series called Awaken. Everyone say Awaken. And uh, I just want to recap really quick uh, what we spoke about in the last couple weeks. So uh, week one, we spoke about uh, the importance of confessing our own sins to each other, right? So that was a good one. Uh, the second week, we spoke about the removal of doubtful things uh, in our lives. And then the one that was last weekend, we spoke about uh, the importance of practicing uh, instant obedience. Uh, practice instant obedience. Um, and today we will conclude the series with uh, discussing the subject on publicly confessing Jesus and really awakening that area in our lives in terms of uh, publicly confessing Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you're a believer, and you have your Bible with you, you'll get a pass if you got to open up the app. Go ahead. Open up your app. Some of y'all can't even find it right now. It's, it's in there. You got it? Marvin got it. Marvin, I'm so happy that you came in, man, because I was thinking, man, who am I going to pick on this morning? And you sat right there. I was like, yes. So shout out to Marvin this morning, man. Um, let us go to Matthew. We're going to be reading today out of Matthew chapter 10. Uh, that's going to be uh, the message that comes out of from here. I definitely encourage you to read the entire chapter uh, when you get time back home. But we will start with today with Matthew chapter 10, verse 32 and 33. And it reminds us and it reads as follow. Whoever acknowledges me before men... I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. And that is the verse we're going to tackle today. Now, before we start, if we were to think about our lives and we were to highlight important days, uh, memorable days, and important things that happen in our lives. What would those moments be for us? Uh, some of you might say, man, uh, one of the best days of my life was when I graduated. Or, or one of the best days of my life was when I became a mother or a dad and I got married uh, for the first time. Uh, for some of us, it might be, hey, when, when I got married. You know, very important days in our lives. Um, and we can all pretty 
pretty much put a, a good list together of these great moments uh, in our lives. But one day we were stand in the presence of God. And on that day, you will see the Son of God and you will hear his voice. And he will speak to you and he's going to speak to me. And the Son of God will say one day and that day will trump any other day of your life on that day the son of god is going to say either two things he's either going to confess you or he will disown you that's that's just reality right amen to that amen for truth right so to confess to confess you means that he will say that guy either hey marvin that that guy right there marvin that guy's with me. He, he's one of mine. He's one of mine. To this own would be, hey, so-and-so right there. Nah, that, that, he's not one of mine. He's not, he's not rolling with me. He will disown you. <coughs> Sorry. Jesus makes it clear what he says about you in this instant, in this verse. He's either going to own you. Or disown you. I just want to make sure we're crystal clear about that. Remember when we preached about heads or tails. There's always two sides to the coins. That's just life. Whoever acknowledges me before men. Right. That is what we say or do about Jesus right now. Right. Whoever acknowledges me before men. Will also acknowledge him before my father in heaven. That's what will happen then. So basically, what we do now, how we confess Jesus now, will have a connection with what will happen then in the future. Amen? But whoever disowned me before man, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. Now, as we spend time in this subject of confessing Jesus Christ... I want us to answer the four following questions. And I always like uh, using questions to get us thinking, to get us going, uh, and really to apply it into our own lives. Because I'm just a messenger. I'm just bringing a message to you from God for his glory. So number one is, what does it mean to confess Christ? What, 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 would that, what does that really mean? Just think about that. And when you do that, ask yourself, am I really doing this? Whatever, whatever you thought, whatever you think it means, am I, are you doing that? Number two is, what does it mean to disown Christ? Because you're either confessing, and if you're not confessing him, then you're disowning Christ. Is that something that we do? Number three, what does confessing Christ publicly actually looks like? Because we can say it, but what does that actually look like in, in our day-to-day -day life? Confessing Christ daily. And number four is we want to address the question of, hey, how can I do this and where can I find my strength, my guidance when it comes to confessing Christ? You guys are with me still? All right. So point number one, 
what does it mean to confess Christ? Now, when we look at the word uh, confession, acknowledgement, right, or confess, the Greek uh, termination from that comes from homo, which equals one, plus logeo, which equals word. So, in other words, it literally means to be of one word with God. So, confessing Christ means to be in one word with him. To confess Jesus means that what Jesus says, what the word of God says, is what we say and believe. So, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, for example, John 14, right? You say, for me, Jesus is my way, my truth, and my life. You believe it. You own it. You don't say, well, Jesus is my way, but I don't know about that other part. I don't agree with that. It's, it's either you believe it or you don't. Unfortunately, and, and, and this is something that just bothers me a lot, right? Unfortunately, we have allowed uh, not just the, the culture outside, but also the culture inside to, to make it okay to have doubt of things or, or be unassuring or just be iffy. So, for example, you hear something being preached and you're saying amen, but, but you really don't know exactly what it means. And you're like, okay, I'm still going to post that because it sounds cool. We, it, it's okay to not know everything. It's cool. We, we get in our, in our comfortable space, right? And we begin to see ourselves more as seekers of this process. But if you want Christ to confess you in heaven, at some point, you have to go from just being a, a, a person that's just standing by, a seeker, to a person that's truly confessing his word. So at some point in your walk, once you become, you believe and you start confessing, you need to go from just being a seeker to being someone that can truly confess his word. One of the things that happens in church a lot, especially within the realm of all the men in church, is that we're okay to be mediocre in the study of the word it's it's something that we've kind of allowed and if, if the men are here and maybe they're serving or whatever like but we're not truly grounded in the word it's kind of been like an okay thing and i'm not picking on men but i know because i went through that process so what happens is that when we do see a guy that has a strong desire for the word of God, that has that really has that passion to dig more, the first thing we do is we say, oh man, that guy, that guy should be a life group leader. Oh man, that guy, that guy's got to be preaching somewhere. Right? That's, that's what we do. Because that guy has that, that passion, that desire 
to confess God, to learn more about the word, to be more in line in word with God. But that's something that we should all have. We should all want to have that desire. And unfortunately, in the, in the church culture of today, we have allowed that to, to infiltrate. But we're not going to do that, right? We're going to encourage our men. We're going to support them. We're going we're gonna to help push them so that we can get deeper in the word of God. It, the word tells us, if you confess me. It doesn't say, if you consider me. Jesus says, if you are of one with me, I will be of one word with you. So we need to go from considering to the maybe to the confessing. In no profession, and I'll just use this as an example, but in no, in no profession are you allowed to be mediocre at your job. Marvin, you're a salesman, right? Marvin, what, what would happen if you were to be mediocre at your place of work? What would happen? You, you'll get fired, right? Why, why, why is that? It's, it's, it's unacceptable, right? Like, it's your job. You got to do it. But somehow we think that it's okay to be a member, a church member, Go three, five, ten. I'm going on ten. So I'm going on 15, 20 years. And still not be able to confess and preach the gospel properly. It's unacceptable. We should want to be in one word with God. We have a job to do. Think of any profession. Any profession that you do a poorly job, you would get fired. We have a job to do. Point number two. The other side of the coin. What does it mean to disown, disown Christ? What does it mean to disown Christ? But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. I'll ask you, is this something that you have done in the past? Maybe there was a time that you said, God, you know what, well, maybe not right now. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not with you right now. I'm not about that right now. What does it mean to disown God? When we look at Peter... Peter disowned Jesus and he did it three times like bam 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 right <laughs> and then afterwards he went out and, and he wept bitterly right and after the, the resurrection Christ spoke with him Jesus did not say to Peter I'm sorry but you've disowned me so now I'm disowning you is that, is that what Jesus Christ told him he said, man, he, he forgave him. And not only did he, he for, forgive him, he allowed him to fellowship with him. 
Not only that, he allowed him to do ministry with him. He said, you know what? You did me wrong not once, not twice, not three times. But I'm going to put my arms around you. What does this tell us? When we talk about confessing or, or, or disowning Christ. It's that in light of this, we can be sure that Je Jesus is not saying... If you ever disown me one time, you are gone forever. You're, you're dead to me forever. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying, hey, Marvin, if you disown me one time, that's it. I don't want nothing to do with you. Because that's not, that's not what he did with Peter. He's saying, if you continue to disown me time and time and time and time and time and time again I will disown you period and that's what the second part of the verse means that is how we should understand the first half of the verse Jesus is not saying if at some time in your life you said that you believe in Jesus and everything is well with you forever he's saying if you continue to confess before men now confessing before men now I will confess you before my father in heaven Jesus is calling us to confess his life he's, he's basically saying follow me in other words follow me amen and the third point is, okay, well, how is our confession with Christ connected to his confession towards us? Remember, everything is relational. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, it's all relational. We are in a relationship with Christ. So if you read this verse just in isolation, it could sound like, salvation by works where is hey marvin you do something for god and then god in return will do something for you but that's not the gospel that's not what we're preaching about that's not what should, we should be preaching about we are saved only by the blood of christ and not by our act of confession this is why we need to understand what confession really is and what it does and what it means in our walk with Christ. Amen. There's no redeeming power in just confessing Christ. The redeeming power lies in the Christ whom we confess. The power is in Jesus Christ. Because if not, you can confess to any other God. But we as believers, we confess in Jesus' name. Amen? This Christ becomes ours by faith. And our confession, our confession of Jesus Christ, all that is, is the evidence of our faith. Our confession, all that is, is the evidence of our faith on whom we serve. And that's how we should understand the words we read in our Bible. So, for example, when we read Romans chapter 10, verse 9, and we've all read this verse, it says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
That's perfect, right? But remember that the redeeming power lies in the Christ whom you confess, not in the actual act or action of confessing. Amen? And two points that we got to know about this passage in chapter 10, which I highly encourage you to read it. Okay, but I need one of them like headphone things, man. I hook a brother up. Um, so, I don't know when, when I get at that level, but let me know. Right? Let me know when I can get one of those, right? <laughs> I got you. All right. <laughs> so, two points that we need to make clear out of, out of chapter 10 is that, number one, in this chapter, Jesus is not speaking to unbelievers. He's not speaking to people that don't believe in him already. He's actually talking to his disciples. The whole chapter, Jesus is speaking to those who have already made a commitment to him. He's talking to his 12 disciples. So this isn't evangelizing, calling on believers to make a decision whether to believe or not to believe in Christ. Meaning that before you and I begin to confess, we need to first believe. First you believe and then you confess in Jesus Christ. The confession comes after you start believing. This calling is for Christians, for people who are already believers. You can't confess something you don't believe. He's challenging us. And another thing that we need to think about when we talk about confessing Christ is we really need to, if, you, if you're right now, you're thinking, man, am I truly confessing Christ in my life? I'll tell you one quick way you can know if you are. And you need to know that when we confess Christ, there will be rejection, there will be oppression towards your life. When we first read this verse in isolation, we might say, hey, okay, well, this is all we need to do. Whoever acknowledges me, right, will be saved. But if we go back into that chapter, and that's why I want you to read the entire chapter, you go to verse 16. Matthew verse 16, he's saying, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. What chance do we have as a sheep amongst wolves? Verse 17, 19, they will hand you over to the local councils and flog you in their synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and king where they will arrest you. Not if they will arrest you, when they will arrest you. Meaning that these people that are going out to confess Christ need to know in ahead of time that there will be opposition. And that's the number one sign of your life. If you're going through your Christian walk and you are not getting any opposition from anything, then chances are you are truly not confessing Christ. Brother will betray brother to death. Children will have their parents put to death. 
all men will hate you because of me. Do any of you have any haters? Because you confess Jesus Christ. If you do, you can say amen to that. You see, something that we take for granted is that in other countries, if you confess Christ, you get put in jail. In other countries, if you confess Christ, you get beheaded. In other countries, if you confess Christ, they, they'll kill you. It's your life is at stake. But man, in America, in the land of Starbucks and Netflix, there's really no sacrifice that we do when we say, hey, I'm a Christian. Right? Marvin, you, you're a Christian? Right? And, and we can say that easily, right? I'm a Christian. I go to this church or I go to that church. I'm a Christian. Just nothing to lose. As a matter of fact, I feel like now most of my friends, like before when I first started in my walk, it was like no one in my circle was like a Christian. It was like you were weird. But now it's like everyone. Even people that you didn't even know went to church. Everybody's a Christian. Everybody's like posting in the worship experience and the whole nine, right? There's no cost. There's no cost. And since we're looking at it from that point of it doesn't cost us anything to call ourselves Christians, Christ-like, Christ-follower, then we don't put in the work. We don't put in the work to study, to learn, to search so that we can truly confess his name appropriately sometimes we're cowards we take the easy way out hey that's what they said so that's what I'm going to follow you know that most of us they'll ask you hey are you a Christian the easy part is saying yes I am but most of us will have a hard time saying why if you're at public, standing in the line, you see someone you haven't spoken to in a while. Hey, man, so what you been? What you up to? I'm a Christian. Oh, nice. Great. Why? How would you answer that? Why are you a Christian? Why are you at New Vision? This is a, a free Methodist church. Why, why are you a free Methodist? Why? And this is exactly what I mean, that we cannot be passive with these things. Because if we're passive with that, then we can't truly, we cannot confess God. Because we're just being passive with it. I want to get to the application part of today. Right? And the application part, it's, it's important. What do we do here from this point forward? How do we continue to keep that area in our lives of confessing Christ to not, uh, to, to keep it awake? And the first thing is what I keep saying over and over and over again. Get yourself ready. Prepare yourself by developing your understanding of scripture. Doing a daily devotional is not enough. Coming here on Sunday is not enough. 
going to a life group, that's not enough. It's just not. It's just not. And I'm not saying that you need to enroll into a Bible college. That's not what I'm saying. But there are, there's just so much re resource out there for you to truly study the word. Don't just recite it. Study it. Question it. Be able to, so that you're able to explain it to people and not just say it. Get ready. Invest in that. There's no class that you will take that if you don't study, you're going to pass. If you don't get the book for the class, you're not going to pass. If you don't open the book and read it and learn it and study it, you're not going to pass. Prepare yourself. Make that a priority in your life. And the second part of this application piece is that God is so good to us that he's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit specifically so that we can navigate and publicly be able to confess Jesus' name in the world that we're on today. Amen for the Holy Spirit. But in order to take advantage of the Holy Spirit, we need to be sanctified. We need to be ready mentally, spiritually. And the only way we can be ready mentally and spiritually is to be soaked with his word. Amen. And I'll share this story. I, I shared it with the, with the Spanish group this morning. But when you're confessing Christ, your life, your choice, your decisions, they need to look different than what is out there. We cannot look the same if everyone that's here is a believer, it cannot look the same as what we see out there. Even the options that are given to us out there should not be the options that we should choose from if we're in here. And there's a lot of issues that we can, we can go through when you talk about politics, abortion, Black Lives Matter, this and that. If you're talking about abortion, abortion, uh, pro-life, not pro-life, those two should not be your options to choose from. The gospel, the gospel is your option. So it doesn't matter the options that society and the culture gives you because you have your option for every single debate, every single argument is right here. So, as believers and as confessor of Christ, we need to look at our lives and say, number one, A, where am I getting oppression from? Because if not, we're not doing something different. I'll share this story briefly. My wife and I, we're, we're getting ready, and this is something we've been praying for for the last two or three years, but we're getting ready to homeschool our kids. And a lot of people I talk to, man, but why? That's weird. She's not a teacher. Like, why are you even doing that, right? And it's like, if I'm going to confess Christ, 
it's very hard for me if I'm going to confess Christ in my home which is the home that I get to pastor it's very hard for me to send my kids to a public institution that does not confess Christ this own Christ and I'm not saying for you to run out right now to consider homeschooling because it is a big step but what I'm saying is I'm using that as an example in terms of how your life should look different than what's out there because from now everywhere I go even you know my parents are this like oppression like man well why are you guys doing that like I told my dad, my dad's like, oh, when James started school, oh, in August. It's like, okay, great. Um, no, we're going to homeschool. Oh, okay, that's great. Is, is, is homeschooling like part of the school? Like, I'm like, no, it's separate. Like, I'm just saying that if there's nothing different in your life, if everything about your life looks exactly the same as the person that's not a believer, the person that's not confessing Christ, then what are we really doing? Just think about that. And with these thoughts, I will close this morning. There are many ways that we can confess Christ. There are many ways. If this is all new to you, and you're like, this guy, I don't even know what this guy's talking about. It's my first day. <laughs> I just got invited, man. I have no idea what, like homeschooling, what? If this is all new to you, listen. The very first step you can confess Christ, you can confess Christ's lordship through baptism. Christian faith involves drawing a clear cut line in the sand. It's like when, when you're about to get baptized, that's you saying, hey, you know what, world? I'm drawing the line, world. I'm on this team now. Baptism. It's a public confession. It's where you tell the world, hey, I'm going to start turning the other way. And if you haven't been baptized... I highly, highly encourage you to begin confessing Christ with that step. So if you're here this morning, don't get scared. We're not going to do baptism right now. I just, I'm not going to bring in the pool, none of that. Um, but you can talk to the Connections team, Denise, me, and we'll definitely let you know when is the next uh, baptism. Amen. Being baptized as a believer is one way in which you can confess the Lordship of Christ over your life. I'll ask it again. If you've been baptized, most of us here have, right? If you haven't, definitely connect with us. The hardest moment of our lives, obstacles that we go through, setbacks, disappointments regrets that is the best opportunity to number one begin believing Christ but number two to begin to confess
Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let us stand. When we think about Peter, and we just just think about our lives and when we choose to confess or disown Jesus Christ what goes through our mind during that process when we know that we're doing what we shouldn't be doing and we do it again and we do it again and we do it again and again and again and again. Peter denied him three times. God knows how many times have we denied. But in light of all that, we can be sure that Jesus is not saying, if you ever disappointed me once, or if you ever disowned me once, I will disown you forever. That's not what he's saying. He's saying if you continue to disown me time and time and time and time again, I will disown you. I just want you this morning to just take two minutes and just, just reflect. Just reflect about your life. Reflect about your relationship with Jesus Christ. What does your day look like on a daily basis? Are you confessing Jesus Christ most of your day? Or are you rejecting him most of your day? Remember, you cannot do both at the same time. This is the time to repent. This is the time to confess to God. What are the areas in your life that you're not allowing him in there? What are the doors that you keep closing? What are the things that you cannot let go? That's not allowing you to truly and freely confess Jesus Christ. I need to remind you that, yes, we can go through this life and we can go through the, through the many great moments in life of marriage and getting that first great job and buying that home for the first time having your firstborn all these things that we aspire and want but that will be nothing that cannot that will never compare to the day that we will all be faced with Jesus Christ and when he will look at us and say hey you've been confessing me if you've been denying me. This is a confess right where you are. 
There's no ifs, there's no buts. What do you want to do with your walk? Do you want to continue to walk a Christian walk of mediocrity? A Christian walk of pretendence? Or do you want to walk the Christian walk that's with faith? With full understanding of who you represent? With full understanding of who Jesus Christ is. A Christian walk that can bring impact to others just by you preaching the gospel. What do you want out of your walk with Christ? Your walk with Christ needs to stop being a life that's just constantly seeking the things of the world. God give me this, God give me that. But more so, a life that will confess Jesus Christ even if you don't get those things. Because none of those things are eternal. But what's eternal is your posture and your confession with Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray this morning. Father, we're grateful to be in your house, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit to guide us this morning to speak to our mind and to our hearts, Lord Father. Father, we pray today, Lord, that we're able to confess Jesus Christ, Lord, in our obedience with you, Lord Father God, in our walk with you, Lord Father God. Father, we pray that we learn to confess Jesus Christ, Lord, in our times of loneliness, Lord, in our times of frustration, Lord Father God, that we're able to confess your name, Lord Father. Father, we pray that we're able to confess Jesus Christ whenever we're facing financial pressure, Lord Father God, that we're able to hold your name up high, Lord Father God. Father, we pray that we're able to confess your name, Jesus Christ, in sickness and in pain, Lord Father God, not because of what we're going through, but because of who you are, Lord Father. Father, we pray that we're able to confess Jesus Christ's name in sorrow, Lord Father God, in our loss, Lord Father God, in our deepest desperation, Lord Father God. That we're able to claim and confess your name, Lord Father God, daily, being in alignment with your word, Lord Father God. Father, we're grateful for today, Lord Father. We're grateful for this word. We're grateful for this reminder in this series, Lord Father God. Father, we pray that this congregation, Lord, remains awakened, Lord Father God, at all times, Lord Father God, and that we understand that the only way, the only way we can remain awakened, Lord Father God, is through your scripture and your word, Lord Father. In Jesus' holy name we pray and the people of God say amen 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 God bless you new vision hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of your Sundays thank you for visiting